So many of us identify with ourselves through our ego and our minds. And it's like, we don't even know how to like operate and filter. I always say that you have to start with your heart and then add your smarts. One of my teachers taught me that. And it's like, we just have to get to that place where we can kind of put the ego to the side and be like, all right, I'm ready for a different way to do this mm. and, and, and show me. We are here to talk about some alternative methods to get you out of where you're stuck. <laughs> Connie has graced us with our presence to uh, share her story and bridge some of the things that I talk about with everybody all the time that sometimes you got to go a little out of the box to find the solutions that you want to have. And uh, Connie has worked with, um, you said, your happiness and an addiction coach. And, you know, it's funny. I found, I just did uh, something with an Awaken Your Relationships and how we can be addicted to drama and the cortisol that just shoves through our system. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but we'll, we'll talk about that. I want to remind everyone just to subscribe, like, hit that notification bell because we're going to help you get to a life that you absolutely love. And it's all about self-love and self-care. <laughs> Connie, <laughs> thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. <laughs> absolutely. So we just met in Costa Rica. And we were working with the shamans down there. And um, I wound up in doing shamanic work years ago because uh, after my divorce, I actually wound up with extremely bad PTSD. Like my kids would yell and I would hit the floor like, like I had just been through a war. And, um, and it really jarred my nervous system. And I had one of my coaches say, uh, you really need to go to Costa Rica and do some of this work with the shamans. And and that was my first experience. And after four sessions, all the PTSD was completely gone out of my system. Mm -hmm. Like it was crazy. And it's really amazing how some of this plant medicine can really quantum leap you into a place where, um, you know, you can get to this healing space. And it was funny years ago, um, my aunt, she actually died at age 27, but she worked with a lot of Native Americans um, in her twenties. And I feel like I'm kind of, uh, making up for what she didn't do in her very short life. And, uh, so, so you were saying like, well, happy to talk about my plant medicine experience because, um, it was the best one you ever had. So do tell, and how does that help people heal for, to get happier and to, um, help with their addictions? Cause there's a lot of addiction stuff going on out there. Yeah, there's a lot. So yeah, so I help people have healthy relationships with themselves, people, food and substances, because mm -hmm. in my life, I suffered with a lot of addiction and bulimia, which is also a, an addiction because you get yep. that high from it as well. And it's a compulsion and a lot of toxic relationships. Um, so I help people release themselves from that. But ayahuasca has and plant medicine has been part of my healing journey mm. it hasn't been the only thing that's for sure i've done a lot a lot 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 of other work <laughs> to support that but sure. ayahuasca can take you like deeper into like the layers of your consciousness and mm. see the truth and um and for me, I see it, and a lot of people express it like this, um, like the the mother that really cares for you, but she'll like whip you into shape and like show you what you need. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they call ayahuasca the grandmother. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 And, uh, and then, so the first ayahuasca experience I had was, um, I think it was about six years ago, maybe. Um, but I w it was when I was still working through the bulimia stuff. And um, I'd already done a lot of hypnosis and work like that, that had like reduced it, but I was still there. And, um, and the first ayahuasca experience I had, um, two people were laying beside me um, who were like really going through it. And they were like, you know, crying, sobbing, wailing. And I wasn't really kind of like, ah, la, 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 la. <laughs> my, my reaction was like, oh, they're really going through the healing and I'm not, maybe I'm not worthy of being helped. Oh. And yeah, and then at that moment, the voice of ayahuasca came in and said, "Why do you hate yourself so much?" Oh. <laughs> and then yeah, and then so at that moment, I just was like, you know, went over like, oh, yeah, like let it all out, and that was and that was really what I needed to hear at that moment, mm -hmm. um, and just like remind myself of that, you know, uh, I am enough, and um, send myself all that love right and um and so yeah so that was that and then the second um ayahuasca experience i had was a couple of years after that i think maybe three years after that um where i'd been doing a lot lot more work on myself and i was in a much better place um and i'd started doing stand-up comedy in london oh that's awesome <laughs> Um, but I was really resistant to being in the public eye at all. Mm. Um, I like wanted my privacy. And, and so um, ayahuasca showed me this like glistening, beautiful boat made out of like beautiful flowers. And it was like <laughs> a clean boat kind of thing. Oh, and, cool. and, the, and she was like, get on the boat. And I was like, I can't get on the boat. What does that say about my ego? <laughs> oh yeah because so many of us identify with ourselves through our ego and our minds and it's like we don't even know how to like operate and filter I always say that you have to start with your heart and then add your smarts one of my teachers taught me that and it's like we just have to get to that place where we can kind of put the ego to the side and be like all right I'm ready for a different way to do this mm. and 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 show me yeah um yeah, and then so and then so after that, I spent three in the pandemic. I spent three months isolated in France, um, in this beautiful farmhouse um, that um, a relative had free. Um, and in that time, I because I was completely by myself, I got to really love myself. It was just after that relationship, right? And. Um, and I was doing a lot of kundalini and um, I had a kundalini awakening where um, where I just felt like complete love and responsibility for everyone in the universe. And just- uh, No, no short feet there. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was the most profound, beautiful experience. And oh, I, that's awesome. 
yeah and I so I like surrendered my life to helping people and was like mm. on this very like high vibrational thing and I let go of attachment at that point like I let go of like the need to be with someone like have children like you know all these things that I thought that I wanted and then when I re-entered society like some of the attachment came back right (laughs) oh sure because it doesn't all change like in an instant (laughs) well because you have muscle memory that goes back to the old way and you're like oh but yet on some level especially when um one does plant medicine that your your physical body wants to go there but all of a sudden then the connection's gone Mm. and you're like like you have to change that muscle memory because Mm. once you do some of this shamanic work it doesn't necessarily you you quantum leap yourself it's really Mm. quite amazing yeah yeah and then because I was the happiest I'd ever been in France like when I went back into society and I didn't feel like that I kept comparing my life like then to then and I was like oh I just want to feel like I did in France like so what does it mean I have to be completely alone like to be that happy (laughs) like and just help people from a distance on zoom you know well don't you believe that we're tested right like I believe that okay so now it's like it comes at you and you're going no no I said I didn't want that anymore and but yet it comes back at you again you're like no 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 you know, I, we, we certainly get tested when we claim a completely different direction and where we want to go. And the key is, is to really recognize. And I think a lot of people right now are actually super tested by this because everything and anything that is still there and stuck, we it's coming at us to make sure that it's gone, that that pattern is gone. Saying, no, 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 I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going over here. No, 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 I'm going over here. And, you know, I certainly have that going on in my world. And I just sit there going, I can't give it energy anymore. I'm so exhausted in the old way of plugging into the world that it's like, when I get around it, I almost get like angry. And I'm just like, because I can recognize it now. And then I go, oh, no, I don't be angry because then I get hooked. And then I repeat the pattern. I'm going, oh, so don't be angry. I'm like, oh, that's funny. That's interesting. I'm like, okay, just stay over there and I'm just going to walk over here. Like, because once you become aware of that stuff, you kind of go, oh, I'm not playing that game anymore. No, thanks. Right? Do you find that true in your world as well? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think like the more you can become the observer of like your emotions or like whatever's going on, the the freer you are, right? And like, it's like, I never thought that I could drink again or like, you know, do any kind of substance again. But now I can take or leave the things that I used to find addictive because I became the observer. Right. Well, and it's interesting, like I've even worked so much. I always talk about our fourfold body. There's our our emotional self, our mental self, um, physical and spiritual. And when I was really, when I'm doing all the stuff to alkaline my body, I talked to anybody six, seven, 10 years ago, Julie was great with a bottle of wine and a charcuterie platter, right? Give me wine, cheese, crackers, and figs. And I'm like heaven <laughs> on earth, right? And I loved, loved, loved Barolos. Anyone who knows me, you know, knows Piedmont region in Italy was my, I'm like, I'm going to own an estate there one day. And 
it's funny now that I've really like worked on clearing my system and clearing my nervous system and not being distracted anymore by addictions of food or, you know, even just the distraction of, you know, it could be distraction of food, alcohol, wine, you know, it could be relationships, the cortisol, whatever, whatever that is. Now that I'm, I've alkaline my body a lot and I have that space in my nervous system because the PTSD is now gone. Last July was the last time I tried to drink alcohol and I was like, oh my God, I'm just going to get a bottle of Barolo and I'm going to look. I didn't actually like the taste. <laughs> my childhood, like we're all pretty, there's 11 brothers and sisters that I have and we're all pretty happy and we all have pretty great lives and we didn't have anything growing up. But we had yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I coach I coach some people that have got like multi, multi millions. Um, but they're like, oh, it's not enough. It's not enough. And like, it's like, never enough because they're searching for happiness that doesn't exist in the money. You will never, ever, ever reach that financial goal and find your happiness ever. Because anyone who's obtained the financial fiscal wealth, they're always like, this is not the feeling I thought I was going to have when I got here. Yeah, yeah. Because I always say that anything that you want in your life, like it's you really want the feeling. And that feeling exists in you already. So like access the feeling first and like the rest will become easier. Exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, Connie, if anybody needed any help or assistance on being uh, getting through this place of happiness and working through their addictions. How do they get a hold of you? Um, so they can find me anywhere on social media. Well, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at, at Connie Rose Coaching. That's beautiful. Because you know what? We all deserve to have this profound sense of happiness because that's why we're here. We're here to experience this playground. I always tell people when they're trying to make a financial decision, I ask them, I go, which one makes you giggle more? And they're like, what? I go, which decision makes you giggle more? Like, well, which one's more fiscally prudent? I'm like, that's irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. Because even if it's more fiscally prudent, if it doesn't move your heart and soul, mm -hmm. it'll eventually blow up in your face. It does every time. Yeah. Every single time I see this happen, which is why I've you know written my books. And I'm so excited. I have my third one coming out in the next month. It's called The Four Spiritual Laws of Money. Which I'm super excited about. And, uh, but that's why I've done my own coaching program. And, um, you know, I, I now do group coaching and that's part of how I've met all of these people that, you know, we meet down in Costa Rica and, um, we, we heal each other's lives. We help each other get to that next place in their journey. And so I appreciate you sharing your journey with all of us and, um, anyone who needs that help, reach out to Connie. All right. Thanks, everybody. And don't forget to hit that subscribe, like, and notification bell because we're going to help you get to a life that you absolutely love. And thanks for being vulnerable, Connie.